Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Aces with love is stopped. Picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's going to launch from three. Chelsea Gray for three. Unbelievable. It's the TC Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Aces got numbers three on two. To Plum for three. KP, ring it up. Boom, shaka, waka, waka, boom. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, TC Martin. To Bay, she's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. One, two, three times for Bay Bay. TC Martin. And you got that right. Buddy won't change it. Raquana, Bay Bay Williams. This is the greatest show. The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is now in. Uh, Welcome back. Hour number two. You will hear from the reigning MVP, Defensive Player of the Year. And just named captain again, Asia Wilson, for the All-Star Game here in Vegas on July the 15th. Talk to Asia Wilson. Get ready for tonight's game as the Aces take on the Indiana Fever. The second of back-to-back games here where the Aces were victorious, 101-88 on Saturday night. And Aces in action again tonight, 7 p.m., at the Michelob Ultra Arena, 6.30 pregame show. If you're not going to the game, you can join me and hear from Becky Hammond, and Asia Wilson as well, too. 6.30 ESPN 1100, 100.9 FM down the dial. And uh, again, this hour we talk about the three All-Stars from the Las Vegas Aces. The starters were announced yesterday. That would be Asia Wilson, Jackie Young, and Chelsea Gray. And Asia, the uh, leading vote-getter, Again, with over 95,000 votes from fans. All right, so we talk some aces uh, this hour, plus a whole lot more coming your way. Again, you miss any part of the show, go to the website, check it all out at tcmartinshow.com. Our interviews, the uh, past shows under the podcast section, all there for you. All right, let's bring in our next guest. And uh, we go from uh, London, England, where we talk a little Cubs Cardinals to... We go to L.A. where we'll talk a little Astros and Dodgers and and a guy who covers the WNBA as well, too. He's a he's always a face here at, at Aces Games. Arash Makazi joins us. Arash, what's going on, brother? Not much. Uh, we're very excited to head back out there for Summer League and All-Star Weekend and all that good stuff. Yeah, all the above. And I know you'll catch some Aces Games uh, here as well. For sure. No, I mean, they, 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 I, 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 I hope... That you know, we 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 get some good games. I I I I'd be curious to know what you think. If, if, if you like the blowout, because even the game that I saw you at, it was very close for the first half, and then the next thing you know, you look up and the Las Vegas Aces are up by twenty some odd. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, I I do have you know like when um, you're doing broadcasting and like with Major League Baseball, you got to like fill some story time stuff. You know, with basketball, you don't have to do that because you, you've got the action. You know, pretty fast and furious, but. Yeah, when you're leading by 20, like an entire half, sometimes you got to get a little creative. You know what I mean? To your point. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's just, you know, that's how good this team is, though. I mean, this team just that's is, amazing. is that good. I mean, you know, when you have, you know, basically five all stars on your team and, you know, more than that, though, the way this team gets along, the chemistry, uh, and the way they play, it, it really is kind of, you know, reminiscent, a resemblance of, 
that Warriors 73 win team uh, as well. When you have, you know, just great players sharing the basketball, you know, all buying into the common good. And that's what you have with the Aces. But, you know, the crazy thing about that and what I appreciate it is historical greatness. And I think that's what you're getting with this. So, yeah, I mean, you know, generally speaking, sometimes you want to watch a good game. But I think, you know, and I'm sure you do as you watch these games courtside is what we're seeing is historically great. I think but by the end of the season and hopefully by the end of the postseason, I mean, this team will go down of as one of, if not the greatest teams in WNBA history. Mm-hmm. Now, your LA Sparks, I watched them over the weekend, got a couple victories over Dallas. I mean, we know that they're in rebuilding mode and Kurt Miller's over there, but uh, you got the uh, Wilma K sisters both p- played this past weekend. Thought that was kind of cool. And of course, Derek Ambie, um, she's playing well. This team is playing a little bit better, but is there much, you know, hope or love for the Sparks team at all, Arash? Well, you know, Curtis Miller is what gives me hope. I think for a while that they, maybe because they're in Los Angeles, you know, they, they tried to go after the former Los Angeles Laker, who can also be the head coach of the team. But in Curtis Miller, you know, they, they have a, a, a proven uh, coach. Um, you know, this, they've just had tough stretches. You know, for example, like the Minnesota Lynx go 1-7 and seven against the rest of the, the league with their 3-0 against the Sparks. So luckily for them, they got to Dallas. They won the back-to-back games against them. Um, the talent's just not there, though, TC. I mean, it's, they, they, you know, obviously, everyone well know they, they have one of the best players in the league. But, uh, you know, just generally speaking, um, the talent's not there. But the reason that I bring up Curtis's name is that is that I know the foundation will, will be in place. I mean, just I, I was a big fan of him when he was with the Sun, and, and those teams were always solid teams. And um, so while this season may not be their year, and my goodness, if you're, if you're not in Las Vegas, I don't know if it really matters, I do think the future of this team is especially bright. Mm-hmm. Rosh Mikazia joins us down uh, in LA, the Sporting Tribune, and uh, you mentioned the NBA Summer League. Well, the talk, obviously, is Victor Wembayama, the number one overall pick, goes to the San Antonio Spurs, and you know there was a lot of talk you know, if he was going to represent his country in France, you know, at uh, the World Championships. And it sounds like as of now that he is actually going to bypass that. And I think the Spurs had something to do with that as well. They don't want him to get hurt. Uh, you know, before we talk summer league and that sort of thing, just talk about the, the pick of the Spurs and the fit with him. But, you know, right now, you know, the talk is about, you know, him not playing for his country. And I know that, that people in France will be very upset about that and, and his teammates as well, too. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing what the NBA Summer League has become. I mean, the league has really planted their flag up in Las Vegas and made it one of their ten-pole events in terms of all the activations and all the events and festivities going around uh, that week. Um, and they, I think teams really make it a point. And the, and the one example that teams constantly make is LeBron played in it, Kobe played in it, you should play in it too. It's like there's no one who's that big who they can't play in this. And again, you know, there's an importance in uh, playing for your country. And I know a lot of players want to do that. But I think once you've been selected by the Spurs, um, and clearly from night one when he goes out with Tim Duncan and Ginobili and Tony Parker, it's like you're in the league now. And, you know, the, the first step to your uh, journey is playing in the NBA Summer League. And the hype around Las Vegas, around that game, is going to be absolutely incredible. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. I was a little concerned for a while when it didn't look like he was going to play. 
but he will play. And the hype TC around that game is going to be incredible. You know, it will, Arash. And we had the exact same thing, you know, last year with the top uh, two picks. And then it becomes kind of a disappointment. And I love the yeah. NBA Summer League. It, it, you know, but I want to know how you view this. I mean, as a fan and also as a journalist and, and, a, and a person in the media who covers it, you know, I view the Summer League as, hey, it's a, it, it's like the state fair. You get to come out, you get to walk around, you get to see a whole bunch of games. And, you know, some of the action may not be that great. You may not know, know probably 85% of the players because they're first and second year guys. They're guys that are, are trying to make a roster. And for the most part, most of these guys that are on this team will not be on that particular team uh, for their NBA season that starts in October here. So I'm very curious, how do you view the Summer League? It really depends on what you do and where you're at in your career, whether you're a journalist, whether you're a scout, whether you're a GM, whether you're uh, you know, someone who just wants to get involved in the business. I always say it's a little bit like if you want to get into movies, go to Park City, go to Sundance, just walk around that first weekend, and like everybody's there. And so it's a little bit like Summer League, where I think Summer League is July 7th to the 17th, but make no mistake about it, that that, that first week is when you want to be there. Sorry, the first was, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, where, listen, you can kind of, uh, there's like a handful of hotels where they basically were, were Will will be at whether it's you know the Cosmo, the Win, and Resorts World, and, and, and things like that, where you're just going to see uh, you know coaches, teams, and then again, uh, TC. It's also the players like LeBron is usually courtside at a couple of the games, and Anthony Davis and Jimmy Butler, and you know like a who's who's list. And again, they're usually there that 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 first weekend, and now the, 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 the uh, NBA is going to have a convention there. Where, you know, they bring together pop culture and like entertainment. And so it's continued to grow. It will continue to grow. But that's what I, I kind of tell people. Like it's a very unique event where it's not, you know, if you go to, um, different events throughout the year, you, you may see someone at the NBA Summer League with all the teams being there and all the GMs, all the front offices and all the scouts. I mean, it, it, you're going to see someone. So again, whether you're young in the industry, you want to get involved, go out there. Uh, and certainly if you do what, what, what I do, you, you have to go there. So it's an incredible event, but I totally agree with what you're saying. If you're buying a ticket to an event, go to one of the first games, like the first weekend. But by the time you really get to the championship game, TC, you're, you're, you're talking about players on teams that you're not going to see in the league, and that's unfortunate. Right, exactly. All right, NBA Summer League uh, coming up here starting in a couple weeks and always a, a festive time there at the uh, Thomas & Mack uh, Center. Uh, let's change gears a, a little bit here, Arash, and let's talk about some baseball. We had a, a pretty interesting series over the weekend down in your neck of the woods at Chavez Ravine with the Dodgers and the Astros. I know that was that game, uh, that series was really circled uh, a long time ago because, you know, the two winningest teams basically this, since 2017. Of course, Dodger fans still hate the Astros, but it was a great series and you had three fantastic emotional roller coaster type of games over the weekend. I don't know if you attended any of those games or watched them, but I was curious about your take about the Dodgers Astros series. 
I watched them, and they were all dramatic. They were all fine. The Dodgers won two or three, which is good for them. I mean, they've kind of struggled this uh, season. But, yeah, I mean, the, the uh, drama will always be there uh, when these two teams meet up. And, again, a lot of the characters and a lot of the players who were on the, the uh, two teams back in 2017, of course, are no longer here. But some of the key guys are. So, listen, yeah, of course, the Dodgers fans are always going to boo Houston. Uh, but it was a fantastic series, like you said, drama field comebacks. Bolts, uh, just, uh, just, it, it was fantastic. And so, um, listen, with the, with the Dodgers, you know, these, these past few years and really like over the past 10 years, for example, I mean, I've always come into the season very confident that they're going to win close to a hundred games, win the division, compete for a World Series. That, that really wasn't the case this year. That being said, I mean, I really enjoyed seeing a lot of the good young players on this team who, again, they, they, they may not win a, championship this year they may not go to the world series this year but i think we're, we're, we're beginning to see some players play for the first time this season that, that will be huge for this team in the coming years freddie freeman gets his uh 2000s career hit uh you know back-to-back doubles there and again uh you know part of a fantastic uh you know game yesterday even though the uh the dodgers lost that game to the astros but again you know the night before uh you know freddie freeman was a big part of that comeback uh, victory here. Talk a little bit about, about Freeman and Betts. I mean, you look at that top of the order. It is very, very scary. And, and how long do you think that those two guys will be there to basically carry the Dodgers? How many years, uh, do you see them uh, playing in LA? That's a great point. I mean, Mookie Betts, for example, is not the same player he was when he came here. You know, he's, he's not as quick. He's not as fast, but they're, they're both a, a incredibly great. But Freddie Freeman in particular is having a, an incredible season. And, you know, and generally speaking, when you go and you sign, uh, one of the top guys in the league and with Mookie Betts, they, you know, they brought him to the team in that big trade, uh, after the Boston Red Sox beat the Dodgers in the World Series. And then Freddie Freeman, of course, with Atlanta when they won the World Series, you know, sometimes those moves don't pan out. I mean, sometimes you go and you're bringing in a guy and he's not a good fit. Both of these guys, just the culture, uh, they, they are really great friends. They, 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 they really set the tone for this team. But Freeman in particular, the season that he's having is absolutely incredible. So, you know, th- those guys in particular, it, it, in addition to some other players, um, they give me confidence that this team has a chance to win. You know, you go back a couple of years to Atlanta when they won the World Series or even Washington when they won the World Series. I mean, they weren't as good as the Dodgers are now. I think with the expectation that we place on this team is, you know, listen, they normally win 100 games. They're normally 20 games above 500. I mean, that's not going to be this team this year. But with Freeman and Betts and these young guys, I really think as the season progresses, they have a chance to do something here where maybe they don't win the division. Maybe they go in as a wild card. But maybe by the time that they get in as the wild card, they're kind of hot and they're a team that you do not want to play. You know, the Dodgers do have some young talent. There's no question about that. And again, you, you talk about the, I don't want to say the aging, you know, superstars, but when you look at, you know, the Dodgers, I, I'm, I'm very impressed. I mean, with guys like, you know, Outman 
and uh, in, in some of the other guys as well too. I mean, of course, Will Smith. I mean, I think he could be a, a great catcher in this league for many years to come. You know, Bush is a guy that that has some talent as well too, and maybe even Rojas to a certain degree. But uh, you know, I think that those guys have an upside. The Dodgers seem to have a pretty good farm system, but the pitching. I mean, I think that is the biggest question mark and why they're struggling a little bit right now. Wouldn't you agree, Arash? Is this pitching? What yeah. is what is up with this pitching, especially the bullpen? Well, so the bullpen's been the biggest problem because with the starting pitching, that'll get some help as the season progresses. Uh, Julio Urias will come back in a couple of weeks, uh, hopefully maybe by uh, the first week of July, so that'll help. The starting pitching, I'm not as concerned about. The bullpen is it's not just bad, TC. It's historically bad. It's, just, it's probably the worst bullpen that they've had since they've been in Los Angeles, which is really saying something. They've had some really bad pens. And so that's the problem with this team. I mean, you know, during their amazing run, it was always the closer, right? You know, you, you, you get to the ninth and you're up by one run. It's like, oh, man, can you trust Ken Lee Jansen to get the save? But just the pen in particular. I mean, if the starter doesn't give you six or seven, you're in trouble. So uh, the thing about this team is there's enough talent in the front office has historically said, okay, if we have a chance here, we're going to go in and make a few moves. But the problem with the bullpen is not just the closer. It's, I mean, it's, it's just the whole thing is a dumpster fire. So I, I don't know if there's a quick fix there. You look at the Dodgers right now, and they're looking up in the standings to the San Francisco Giants, and then in first place, the Arizona Diamondbacks. I think that catches a lot of people, you know, by surprise here, Rosh. What is the feeling down there in, uh, in Dodger Town that, uh, the Dodgers are in third place? And again, these two teams, now the Giants, we're used to that rivalry, but what about the Diamondbacks? Is this thing going to last or what? I don't think it's going to last, uh, although, yeah, I mean, it really came out of nowhere. I mean, the biggest surprise here in Southern California is that the, the, the talk the entire offseason, going back to the postseason last year in the, the division series, was the Padres. Yeah. You know, the Padres, hottest team in baseball. They make all the big moves in the offseason. They won the offseason. They were the favorites to win the division, maybe to win the World Series. Uh, and then for them to have the season that they've had, again, no one's up... Uh, uh, a crazy amount. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not again. I didn't pick the Dodgers to win the division. I don't think they're totally out of it. But I'm not saying the Dodgers take any solace out of the struggles of the Padres. But you go to the off season and you go to the way that the Padres really kind of felt that this was their year. I mean, if there's one sort of silver lining, I guess for the Dodgers is like, shoot, they had no expectations, they had no delusions of grandeur that this was going to be their season. Uh, and the Padres obviously didn't look at where the Padres are right now. You know, it's funny to hear you say that because when a team that, like we said, has the most wins of of any uh, team over the last six plus seasons, you well, you think they would have? Well, of course, we're going to win the division again. Of course, we're going to win a hundred games again. Uh, you know, especially when you still have a pretty, you know. High price payroll and with Mookie yeah. Betts and, and Freeman, and and then of course you still got Clayton Kershaw. We know he's not the same pitcher, but I just think that's a, kind of a strange narrative to think that okay, maybe the Dodgers, you know, it is not going to be their year. And because I, you know, I'm still surprised that the Giants are playing that well and the Diamondbacks are playing that well. But you know, with C- San Diego, I mean, 
It is San Diego. Don't we just kind of look at them kind of like the Clippers? Like, doesn't matter how much money you spend, you're still the Padres. Yeah, I mean, you could do that. But, like, if the Clippers, for example, if you got Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and on paper one of the best teams in the league, uh, yeah. you know, that that's not the Clippers that I grew up with or that you right. remember. It's the same thing with the Padres. Like, this is not the Padres of, of like, old, right? I mean, like, the, with the amount that he spent. With the Dodgers, the expectation is always that they're going to be they're going to be competitive. Um, this was the year in particular. Again, for the past ten years, the expectation was uh, win the division, win the league, win the World Series. This was a year where you lose Justin Turner, you lose Trey Turner, you lose Cody Bellinger, you kind of lost a lot of uh, key guys, and you didn't make any moves where. Uh, the expectation was they were going to compete for the division. If they didn't win the division, they were going to make the playoffs. And let's see what happens at that point. But the big thing, and the reason Dodger fans were okay with it, and again, we'll see how this plays out, is Shohei Otani. I mean, that, that, that they, like every move that they made, and like he's not making any crazy big splashes, was Shohei Otani is the guy that they want. Mm-hmm. All right, Arash, uh, how closely have you followed the College World Series? Because it's a winner-take-all game tonight, and these two teams have been fantastic. I think it's, it's going to be great tonight. I'll tell you what, my uh, first College World Series, I covered USC 121-14 in a football score. Wow. Uh, so that's, way, that's the way that this series, well, I mean, it's been, it's been very Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, like it says it, but I'm, I'm going to be tuned in for sure. I mean, I, I, I haven't watched the entire College World Series. But this year, I've definitely been watching. Yeah, I mean, twenty-four to four yesterday. Florida defeats LSU, and then you know LSU wins the one-run extra inning game in Game One on Saturday. And uh, you're right; it's it's very hard to predict uh, when you got these two teams. But man, this is some good baseball, and you've got some top-notch draft picks uh, that are on both of these teams. Great offenses and great pitching, and that's usually. You know, not the case that we can say that, you know, hey, the the championship game features, you know, top-notch pitchers and top-notch hitters all together. Oh, yeah. I mean, but here's here's the thing about it is that you just never know what you're going to get in the College World Series. But we're, 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 we're going to have a fantastic game today. And I love when it's a do-or-die situation, yeah. when you got the winner wins. And, and so sometimes in the College World Series where – you have a team that can lose and still win the, the the next day. I love this game three. Yeah. All right, my friend. Uh, appreciate the time as always. Uh, so your next trip to uh, Vegas, is that uh, is it Summer League, All-Star Game? It'll be Summer League. I will be uh, there July 7th. All right, brother. We'll look forward to uh, seeing you then. Appreciate the time as awesome. always. I'll see you soon. There Bye. All right, there is Arash Bakazi, the author of the Sporting Tribune. Uh, check him out. Go online, the Sporting Tribune. And, of course, uh, still doing his radio uh, show there in Southern California as well on the, on the, the Mightier 1090. And uh, he's heard in uh, Vegas and also in Hawaii as well, too, as uh, Southern California. But always appreciate to having him on. And, of course, our paths cross a lot um, you know, during uh, these events. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's uh, UFC, if it's boxing, or uh, the NBA or the WNBA, uh, he is here uh, in Vegas uh, quite a bit. So always appreciate the time that uh, he can spend with us. All right, uh, continuing on here on uh, this Monday. Again, we've got uh, a lot happening. We mentioned the, the College Baseball World Series. 
Check that out tonight with LSU and Florida. That is a winner-take-all game. LSU is a $1.70 favorite in this game. And if you're into betting and you want some value, uh, the Florida Gators look like some very good value in that game. Very hard to predict. And I have not wagered, believe it or not, on one of these College World Series games. And it's been a little hard to follow, but very, very exciting uh, as well. But uh, yeah, these do-or-die games are fantastic. And I you know, give kudos to college baseball. I mean, it's a long season. And these guys you know, play you know, close to 100 games when it's all said and done. But um, in the tournament itself is long when you get the regionals and the super regionals and you get the double elimination variety. You know, these pitchers are are pretty tired. They're pretty gassed. It'll be interesting to see if LSU goes with their ace uh, tonight because he will be going on three days rest. But, hey, if you're here in a College World Series, do or die game, and this is it. This is your last game. You know all hands are on deck, that old saying, but there's no question that they are going to be ready to go uh, tonight. And so I fully expect uh, Paul Skeens to pitch for LSU tonight. And again, he's you're going to see him in Major League Baseball. You're going to see a lot of these players on Major League Baseball rosters uh, as soon as next season for Florida and LSU. But uh, two SEC teams that have not played each other this year. How strange is that? And they've been, you know, two of the top teams in the country all season long. For so for them not to uh, to face off, uh, a little bit strange. All right, when we come back, uh, we'll talk. Aces, and the Aces are in action again tonight, uh, part of a five-game homestand. They have been rolling. They have been crushing opponents. Uh, they're playing the Indiana Fever again tonight, tip-off at 7 p.m. They had uh, a game against the Fever the other night at uh, 6 p.m. At, uh, on Saturday where the Aces won 101-88, to a fantastic performance by the Aces in that game. You know, During this five-game run, their average margin of victory has been 23 points. They're 12 and 1. Their lone blemish, their lone loss was the last game of that road trip in Connecticut. And lo and behold, who else is coming to town here? Uh, next up, you've got, uh, the New York Liberty on Thursday night. And then you got the Connecticut Sun coming here on Saturday. And then you got the Dallas Wing. So a great homestand. We always tell people get tickets at access.com, axs.com and get out there and see the aces and, uh, also, get your tickets for the WNBA All-Star Game, which will take place on July 15th. So uh, you're seeing the best players in the world. You get a ch- chance to see Brianna Stewart and um, in, uh, Sabrina Ionescu for the New York Liberty coming up on, on Thursday. But tonight, you've got Aaliyah Boston. And Aaliyah Boston, the number one overall pick in this draft. She's a rookie. And, of course, a lot of comparisons to her and Asia Wilson because they both led their teams to national championships at South Carolina. And I had mentioned, you know, the game the other night that, you know, Asia seemed to have a little extra juice going against Aaliyah Boston because she's hearing the comparisons that, you know, hey, uh, Aaliyah could be as good as Asia. And uh, Asia turned it on uh, the other night with 28 points, Kelsey Plum with 26 points. So when we come back, you're going to hear from the reigning MVP. We're going to also hear from Kelsey Plum in the post-game interview. We're going to throw that in there as well for you. And uh, one of the dynamic plays and one of the dynamic passes that we've seen not only this year, but in a long time. But all that coming up next. (laughs) 
And there's Boston, gets a pass inside from Hull. She misses, and Parker comes down with a rebound. Outlet pass to Gray. Here come the Aces on the run. Gray behind the back, no look pass to Asia. Oh, whoop-dee-doo, scooby-doo, look at you! Unbelievable, Chelsea Gray's got everyone on their feet again! Gray to Wilson for the bucket, and the Aces up 15. Welcome back, and joining me now is the Aces All-Star for the fifth time, the MVP, the Defensive Player of the Year. The accolades continue to keep on going and going, the one and only Asia Wilson. Asia, what's happening? Hey, nothing happens, EC. We're just here, just trying to get ready for the game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Nothing happening. Just named an All-Star again for the fifth time in your career, leading vote-getter, team captain again. Does this ever get old? Uh, no, I mean, it's a blessing. I appreciate everybody that voted for me. Uh, we're just here to have some fun and just put, you know, put out some good products, some good entertainment. 95,680 fan votes. Did you realize that? I did not realize that at all. <laughs> all right, so when I say that number, what does that mean to you? Uh, it means a lot. It really means a lot. Uh, they're the reason to all the 95,000 people, uh, the people, the reason why I do what I do and love what I do. So I appreciate everybody for voting for me, and uh, now it's time to have some fun. Obviously, you're one of the best players in this league, but you are also one of the best personalities maybe ever. Seriously. <laughs> How conscious are you of that? Um, I'm kind of in between. Like, my parents raised me to be, you know, a good player, yes, but a phenomenal person. That's what I strive to be every single day. I try to be myself so people can see the transparency of me and understand that I'm human no matter what uniform I have on or no matter what I do. So it's a joy to be who I am. I can tell you that. <laughs> Is that something that you really put an emphasis on to be engaging, bubbly, and just really having this positive persona? Because it's not, I don't want to say it's not the norm, but especially for super superstars I mean you are kind of one of a kind yeah I do I do I take a lot of pride in that because you know like without me interacting with my fans or anyone it it doesn't matter I would never be who I am today so I'm always gracious of where I am I'm always grateful for people that supported me and uh, I'm just here to just have a good time and enjoy the fun we know you're the face of this franchise but you're quickly also becoming the face of the league and we know that's a great responsibility how have you been able to handle all of this with seemingly great ease <laughs> uh, i have to credit my teammates my teammates help me out a lot uh they take a lot of pressure off of me um always and i love them for that because uh, without them i wouldn't be who i am so i mean it's it is a hard it's a lot of pressure it is but my teammates really rally together to help up with me all right, speaking of your teammates, let's talk about Jackie Young, Chelsea Gray, fellow All-Star starters, I'm sure, and KP. I'm sure we'll be an All-Star as well when that's announced coming up this weekend. But talk about having these great teammates and what each of them mean to you. It's a lot of fun. It really is. When we can say that our whole starting five could be All-Stars, that's truly amazing. And it's a sign of just a dynasty uh, that we're trying to build here. And, I mean, Jackie's having an awesome year. Chelsea's, I mean, passing the ball incredible. She's having a great year. And KP, I feel like, is one of the most consistent players ever since, you know, her injury. She's always been getting better, working at it always. So to see them all come up here, I hope I can draft them all to be on my team so we can really have some fun. <laughs> now, I remember I was talking about this last year, too, as far as, like, a draft strategy or whatever. I know you have a lot of fun with this as well, too. But uh, how much thought process do you put into that and you start looking at these rosters and say, ooh, I'd kind of like to play with this person or maybe I played with them last time. Maybe I don't want them on my team, but I want this one. I mean, let's hear the Asia process. It's a matter of five minutes before those lights come on and I'm looking and I'm like, all right, who's my who's my roster? And it's my point just to put the team together 
together. I leave it to my coach. Hopefully Becky's the coach um, to make it all just together, mesh together. So I, I don't really pay much attention to it. Oh, come on. Now, who's the real? Now, Becky's always saying, well, Chelsea's the coach on the floor. All-star. I think, you know, you're more the coach than maybe Becky or anybody else. This year, I'm, and so far, knock on wood, I have been undefeated in all-star games. So I'm going to hopefully continue that. <laughs> Asia Wilson joins us. All right, let's talk a little bit about this series with Indiana. Uh, you're going against Aaliyah Boston, uh, and a lot of comparisons have been made with both of you guys for a lot of the obvious reasons. Of course, both South Carolina winning win a national championship. But I noticed a little extra motivation from you on the floor the other night. You seemed pretty pumped up, revved up. You were fired up. Was a little something to that? Um, honestly, I didn't like the game that we played at Indiana, so I'm going to try everything that I can to make sure that there's a different result. Um, there's a close game. They're all obviously a good team, a lot better than they were last year, so we can't take any plays off, and I have to bring that energy every single possession. So I don't think it's necessarily extra motivation from Aaliyah. Uh, I just come out here and play and hopefully be uh, that energy that my teammates need. We saw you drain your first three-pointer of the season. You yes, were pretty you were pretty excited about that, weren't you? Yeah, I was very excited. Uh, it took me, what, 13 games uh, to finally <laughs> do something about that. Uh, but I'm going to keep shooting. I, I don't care what my stat may be looking like. Vicky allows me to shoot that yeah. with confidence, and I'm going to do that every single time. But it was definitely a lot of fun seeing it go through the net. The stroke is looking good. So I, Man, yeah, I know. I don't there. know what the problem is. I guess I'm in the weight room too much. I need to relax my, 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 arm, my upper body strength. <laughs> Best record in the league team is really clicking on all cylinders why do you think this team is playing so well uh, because we know our roles we know our roles and we know what it takes for us to win uh, every single game it's not gonna be easy people are never out of a game but neither are we and we make it fun so I think we really just dedicate ourselves to just staying within our roles and knowing yeah all of us can go get 20 a 10 but how can we go get the win and that's what it's really all about how do you feel Candace has fit in and what have you noticed about her that maybe you weren't aware of before she became one of your teammates here, whether it's on the court or off the court. Um, I would definitely have to say just she's fitting very well with us. I think we're a rowdy group sometimes, but like we, we welcome people with open arms and we take the personalities as they are. And I think that's something that I didn't think that I, we, we would go well because like Candace is really like who she is through and through. And like we're like, no, we like to get underneath people's skin. We like to like let you have some fun. So to see her open up a little bit, it's definitely been a lot of fun to be her teammate. Um, just to play alongside of her, her talking to me every possession, letting me know. Because she was in still is the face of my league uh, always. So for her to guide me through this, uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, when I asked her about that a couple weeks ago after you know the season just got started, she goes, yeah, I didn't realize they were this goofy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of people don't realize that until they're here. And then they're like, oh, no wonder they have fun. Like, we're really just silly group. So I love that. All right. Uh, just put a put a wrap on this thing here. Uh, you guys are in a great stretch right now. Playing in front of the home fans. Talk a little bit about that. How do you think this team can improve, if that's even possible? Yeah, I mean, we still have a lot to improve still communicating on the defensive end. We play out of our defense. So if we can buckle down on transition D and understand it that more, I think that's us. Uh, but it's been a ton of fun just playing in front of this home crowd, finally being home. I feel like we were on the road forever. So we can come back and see our fans and let them see us and entertain them. It's it's a joy to be back home. All right. I noticed you're empty-handed again. I do not see my ruffles. Yeah. I don't know what's up with this. I'm I mean, what, what, what excuse am I going to get this time? <laughs> I'm sorry. I definitely just forgot. You know, I'm locked in. I can't. The chips is like last of our priority list right now. <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. Asia, appreciate the time as Thank always. You. Congratulations. Continue success. Thank you so much. <laughs> Asia Wilson, five-time All-Star in her very young career, leading vote-getter, over 95,000 votes 
insane. And again, always a pleasure talking with her. She is a fan favorite. You come to the games, you see her always with this bubbly smile and this personality. She is just infectious. She's with kids. She's signing t-shirts, autographs for like post-game interviews. She is the one that I have to wait for the longest because she gets gets a Sharpie out. She's signing everyone's T-shirts. She's walking around. She's taking selfies. I mean, that is the best part. One of the best parts about this league when you see the fans, uh, when these players connect with the fans the way they do with these players and especially a superstar like Asia Wilson. And she is a superstar, a bona fide superstar. You talk about Diana Tarazi, you talk about Sue Bird, who just, you know, retired, but current players currently in the game right now. I mean, it is Diana Tarazi, and there's Asia Wilson, Brittany Griner, but she's not just loved like Asia. You know what I mean? Asia and Tarazi isn't loved by all those. They respect her for her game, but when it comes time to, you know, to just put your arms around somebody and say, Ah, uh, I want my picture taken with that person. I want their autograph. I want a selfie. You know, I want their basketball card. And now she, you know, with the, uh, everything that's happening with the endorsement deals with AT&T and Ruffles, again, face of the aces, but the face of the, the WNBA. And she takes that responsibility on with ease, like we just talked about there with relative ease. And she says, you know, before she goes, it's like, I, I realize it when I got picked number one and I'm going to be the first player of this team in Las Vegas. I'm not going to have that go lightly. I mean, here is a player that could be here her entire career, which you just don't see. It is very cool to see the way she is and still very young, only 25 years old, the way she handles her business herself and her personality and her family they're amazing everybody loves asia wilson do they let like all these people with the kids come on the court after the game not come on the court or is it kind of because i saw like a bunch of them coming up like and asia was not that far from them right yeah no they there's no barricades there and security is pretty cool so if you have um if you obviously if you're sitting on the floor or whatever and they will, they will usually let you come down. They're pretty cool about that. They just don't want to have this, this mass, you know, exodus and she was playing storm the court, but two yeah. babies last week or yeah. the last, but game. a lot of those the are pe- thing in the world. A lot of those are people that have uh, floor seats or, you know, they are season the, the, tickets, the, game one and, and the VIPs too. Yeah. And the VIPs bringing their kids and, and that sort of thing, you know, too. So like, and again, you know, players have, their children as well too. So you'll see Candace Parker's kids there, Kayla George's kid there. I used to see Derek and Hamby's, you know, uh, child there, you know, all the time there as well too. So yeah, uh, we'll always, you know, uh, make that moment for them. There's no question about that. All right. So the Aces are playing the Indiana Fever again tonight. We mentioned Asia with the 28 points. Kelsey Plum, fantastic as well too. Now, KP, sure, probably a little bit. Uh, I don't want to say hurt, upset. She was the All-Star Game MVP. She will be in the All-Star Game. Don't worry about that. It was announced on Sunday that Jackie Young, Asia Wilson, and Chelsea Gray will all be starters 
for the WNBA All-Star Game. Now, the way this works, it's not East versus West and nothing is anymore. Uh, Asia Wilson's the captain. Brianna Stewart's the captain, just like they were captains last year. They will, uh, they will pick their teams. It'll be interesting to see how Asia picks. You heard her because I don't have any strategy. Just wait for that light to come on and, and go for it there. But she takes it very, very seriously. Uh, she's as a captain, you know, she's undefeated with the, uh, with her all-star teams and, uh, and victories. So Kelsey Plum will be an all-star. The Aces may have an opportunity to get five all-stars. Candace Parker would be that fifth, but you got the three starters right now. Kelsey Plum will be in the game and you know, what she'll do what she did last year. She's going to come out firing, try to take MVP trophy back to back. So, cause she's a competitor, but a uh, very cool thing. And then the best part that the game is here on July 15th. Once again, the Aces defeated the Indiana Fever on Saturday night, 111 to 88. Kelsey Plum joined me immediately after the game as we talked about her fantastic game with 26 points. KP, what's happening? What's up? Can you turn up a little bit? It's hard to hear. Yeah. Just a little bit. Are we good right now? Uh, good? That's good. That's yep, good. That's thank good. you. Thank you. KP, what's happening? <laughs> Not much, CC. How you doing? I'm doing. I'm, you're doing better than me. How about this effort tonight? 26 points for you. Um, got involved in just about everything tonight. Nine for 14 from the floor. The three was raining. Tell me what you're feeling out there tonight. Yeah, I was just trying to be aggressive. Uh, really proud of defensive effort, to be honest. But uh, just trying to be aggressive. Um, you know. They're a good team. They're scrappy. Yep. We're going to see them again on Monday, and I expect the same type of dogfight, you know. And so just really proud of our team. I thought we clamped down defensively when we yep. need to. And, uh, you know, Chelsea Gray, Jackie Young, like big-time players, Asia Wilson, they just make plays. Yeah. You know, talk about the the di- distribution with you guys. I mean, you see Chelsea with, you know, 12 dimes again tonight. Yeah. Jackie had eight uh, herself as yeah. well, too. Talk about the sharing the basketball. It seems like it has been such an emphasis with you guys. The ball movement has been great, especially the last couple of weeks. What, has there been a point of emphasis with that? I mean, I think Coach has been, in, like, emphasizing it all year, uh, just trying to play the right way, uh, ball finding the open man. You know, I thought... I thought we saw the floor really well tonight. I thought we moved really well without the ball. Um, man, I'd be like finding people when we get fouled. I'm like, hey, I want an assist too, man. But no, it's great. I'm, I'm proud of our team, and that's just growth. You know, you see the growth every game, us getting better. Um, I thought Kia was tremendous defensively. Yeah. AC came in and was, uh, you know, very impactful. So um, it was a great all-around team win. People always want to talk about the scoring. They For want sure. to talk about five all-stars, but you're right, defense. Yep. And I know you guys really clamped down on that, and it is a priority with you guys. Tell me why this is such a good defensive team this year. I think our chemistry. I think our chemistry, you know, we really know uh, where each other is going to be. I think that we play really hard. You know, people don't talk about enough. Yeah, we're talented, but we play really hard. I mean, you see it every night. You know, there's just a consistent level of effort, and these these are true pros. You know, people people are battling out there. So it's really cool to see everyone off the bench contributes uh, offensively and defensively, and that's what we're about. KP, go enjoy the win. We'll see you Monday. You got it. There she is, Kelsey Plum. A fantastic game tonight with 26 points. Phenomenal effort by KP tonight. Nine for 14 from the floor, three for five from three, and five for five perfect at the free throw line. KP, Kelsey Plum. Uh, We talk about Asia Wilson being everyone's favorite. Kelsey Plum, another one of everyone's favorite. Now, that was Saturday night. The All-Star starters were announced on Sunday. So, um, 
you know, she didn't have that that word uh, yet. So I know she'll be a little fired up tonight, but she'll be an all star, so no problem. So I was listening to that game. Yes, yes, that's an edited version of that. Is that what that is? <laughs> Is there something that you cut out? Is there a reason we cut that out? In the beginning, the, well, the interview was the interview. Yeah, that, yeah. that was, yeah. Yeah, no. You're, ta- I, I, you're I talking know about the, the, beginning, the beginning of that. The interview? The beginning of that interview. That is funny. You bring that up. Sure, I'll, I'll tell you. Well, I, I I probably just could have left it the the way that it was uh, sent over to me, uh, but I I probably should have left it, but I didn't. So here's what Numchuck's talking about. I know what you're talking about. So we're at the table. If you've ever been to the Aces game, so... Um, I'm between the Aces bench and midcourt. So Chet Buchanan, most people know Chet, you know, longtime radio career, KLUC here in town, whatever. He does the PA announcing in the arena. So Chet, as Kelsey was coming over, and the way this works is we don't go to a break after the game. I might have to start going to the break because it's taking longer for these players to come over because, you know, like Kelsey will go they're signing autographs. Like Darren Waller's there. They're, there's her husband, this and that. They're kissing babies. They're signing autographs, all that sort of thing. So, so we're waiting. And so I'm basically killing time, you know, going over stats and waiting for, because normally by the time the final horn sounds and the aces players throw t-shirts out of the crowd, which they traditionally do, and then they come over. So, so I got to kill about maybe two, two and a half minutes or something like that. So Kelsey is walking over to me. And she's coming from my my right, the far side. And so if you're watching the game on television, that's from left to right. And then so Chet is there, like two or three seats down from me. And he stops her and he's going, hey, Kelsey. He wants to like talk to her and, and give her a fist pound. So what I said was, and this is on the air, I go, yo, Buchanan, I, you can wait till after the post-game show before you do that. All right? I love and, it. And he starts laughing. I, I start laughing. Up. I go, KP. Let's go. You're done with him. And she was laughing and Chet's laughing. So I just, yeah, that part got edited out. And another thing. Yes. In that highlight. Yeah. Scooby-Doo. <laughs> I don't know where. I told you, I don't know where these things come from. I mean, Chelsea Gray. I mean, she's the stuff that she does is like a cartoon and it just. You know how you say, like, okay, so she comes with this behind-the-back pass, right? Beautiful pass. Beautiful pass. Yes. So what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Boom. Like, whoop-dee-doo, right? It's like, wow, whoop-dee-doo. I mean, it's like, whoop-dee-doo behind the... Whatever. I don't know. Whatever. You know. I don't know. I know you're dying to play it again, aren't you? Just so you can talk to me. I kind of I, it was a heck of a pass. It was one of the best highlight reel material, I believe, number one on... I think it a made sport, sports, sports center's top sports 10. Center. Yeah. I mean, just phenomenal. And there's Boston gets a pass inside from Hull. She misses and Parker comes down with a rebound. Outlet pass to Gray. Here come the aces on the run. Gray behind the back. No look pass to Asia. Oh, whoop-dee-doo, Scooby-Doo. Look at you. Unbelievable. Chelsea Gray's got everyone on their feet again. Gray to Wilson for the buck and the aces up 15. Whoop-dee-doo, Scooby-Doo. Look at you. That was it, yeah. Yeah, that was exactly <laughs> it. Uh, should never have you have access to these highlights. You Cause, shouldn't. Cause who knows what you're going to do with those things. Shout out to B-Sal. 
too. I got to give a shout out to B Sal. I saw you yet last night. Yeah, it was you, fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, he uh, got a hold of me yesterday and says, hey, man, I'd like you to come on uh, to Sunday Sports Night. You know, we're always promoting each other, so I appreciate that. Him and Jesse, and they do a fantastic job over there at News 3 for their Sunday Sports Night show. I'm a big advocate of their show. So, yeah, uh, we reciprocate. He comes on on our show here, and um, when he asked me to come on his, I, you know, I was pretty comfortable yesterday, you know. I was watching the Astros and Dodgers game, and you were quite t- and, like and I was barbecuing yesterday. I wanted to, you know, do you know, do my burgers on the grill and just. There was a chill. bunch going on with you because you you yeah. were talking very quietly like this and on the on the uh, I, I, last I, I, night on sports night. Yeah, you know, I noticed you were, that. were very low. I, I I don't know if it was them, you know, because you talk loud, so they had to turn you down. I don't know what that was, but or I, if that was. I saw the, I saw the playback. Being... I saw the playback on that where I, I and it's funny you say that because I said, Oh wow, I was kind of mellow there. So I don't know what it was, but I don't, yeah, it was a little strange, but it was fun being there. Um, you know, he, he asked me every, every now and then, especially when stuff is happening, but yeah, with the aces, uh, let's, Hey, let's talk about the aces. And again, they're 12 and one right now, the best team in the WNBA defending champions. So. Yeah, so if you get a chance to go to News 3 and the Sunday Sports Night, I think uh, it's on their website as well, too. So, uh, yeah, always fun stuff with uh, Brian Salmon, our good friends over at uh, News 3. But, uh, no, I I love that show. And I love all the shows that all the guys do, that Chris Matthews does. Everybody does, like, kind of a, a weekend or a Sunday night wrap-up show. You know, Kevin Bollinger. Oh, by the way, Kevin Bollinger, happy birthday to him today, too. It's his birthday today. So I want to give a shout-out to all my TV brethren out there as Love well it. too. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. What's on the agenda for tonight? Oh, uh, tonight we got aces, baby. And we like do. I said, uh, <laughs> tip off seven o'clock for the, uh, aces six thirty pregame show. And, uh, make sure you tune in. I will have, uh, Becky Hammond join me, Asia Wilson right there again. And of course, uh, the game tips off about seven Oh two PM ESPN, 1100, 100.9 FM. Uh, Always a, a great time doing that. Plus, you know, I'm trying to save my voice. I'm trying to save my voice today. But see, things like Cubs, Cardinals, and England, that kind of gets me revved up, you know. Fired and, up. Yeah, all that. And then, you know, buck power. He's giving me want, want to yell and scream a little bit. So I know. We'll get ready. Buck we'll power is fun. Get ready for tonight. But, yeah, aces, more than likely, 13-1 and one after tonight. And the line, the exact same number on this game as it was on Saturday, 15, for those of you that are wondering what that is. 15. I want to thank Arash Makazi for joining me today. <laughs> oh, no. 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 No, 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 no. See, At least it's the original. You know what I just said? See, again, remember, I'm going no, 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 because I'm going back to the movie Focus. Remember the movie Focus? Will Smith, when you pick out number 55, he goes, no, no, no. Dr. Wong goes, I don't know. I want to thank Paul Buck Power Start for joining us from England. Good stuff there as well, too, and uh, Asia Wilson. Okay, Scooby-Doo. I was never a big Scooby fan, but... I'll leave it at that. Miss any part of the show, go to the website, check it all out at tcmartinshow.com. How's it going? Oh, Scooby Doo! If we can count on you.